Ladies and buff people, Andy here, day 86 of the Inner Winner Show. This is an interview I recorded with Tristan Nigro. Now, I've had him on the podcast before. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to that previous episode. Today, we talked a little more about getting laid, girls, dating, serious relationships, why the red pill have it completely wrong when it comes to being beta versus alpha, and some YouTube pranks as well. Enjoy. Ah, okay, I switched it. Yeah, that sounds way better now. You don't sound echoey. Dude, we just troubleshooted my sound system because I was too lazy to do it myself. <laughs> Dude, I had to look up instruction manuals and shit for this fucking microphone. It's supposed to be like an easy to use microphone, right? But there's like 15 fucking settings and shit. And I was like, I don't understand any of these knobs. Yeah. I plugged this shit in, almost broke it. Broke it. <laughs> I almost, what the fuck the word was supposed to say? Yeah, I broke Broked it. it. I broke it. And, uh, yeah, I just plugged it in. I was like, all right, we're good. Start doing YouTube videos. Good shit. You don't use this for YouTube, though, do you? Yeah. Do you? I thought you had, like, a small microphone. I use that sometimes. There's, like, the little lapel mic that I uh, plug yeah. into my phone. It's just kind of a pain in the ass because it pissed me off one time because it cut out in the middle because I got a reminder on my phone and it just stopped the video. Oh, so, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, luckily I had the Yeti mic still going, so... Then it switched over to that and it was garbage fucking quality. It's funny how when you do this shit, like your biggest nightmare is what if I get like halfway into a video or a podcast or something and it cuts out. And then the first time that happens, you're like, it's like the walls are caving in. You feel like, oh my God, I've lost so much. And then you just kind of get over it. You're like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like playing a video game and then not saving it. Yes. When I was a kid and you'd go through like fucking like. 10 hours of gameplay and then you were just wanting to finish the game and you didn't save it and then like your sister comes over and just presses pause or something and it's like deleted you're like fuck your life thing you think your life's ending that happened to me a few times on uh, da vinci resolve when i was editing and i'd get through like three hours of editing and i hate editing a lot yeah i hate editing it got like it just turns off and i'm like all right sick i have to go and do this all over again that's why i got an editor <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get an editor at some point. I just have to like hire someone. I've started outsourcing like some shit. My girlfriend screens all my emails for me now in exchange for like, I literally just gave her money. I was like, I'm just going to give you like 20 bucks an hour if you'd like screen, like read through all my emails and then only give me the ones that I have to reply to. That saved me like so much fucking time, man. But I need yeah. to get an editor at some point. It's a, it's a really good investment, especially if you hate editing. It's like... I fucking hate editing. Yeah, it's the worst. I understand that people like it and then it's like something for them to improve on and stuff. But like, if you hate something like fucking outsource that shit, like it's like you have certain tasks that you fucking hate. One thing that my girlfriend and I have started doing is we fucking hate grocery shopping. A lot of people love it, but we just fucking hate it. We started ordering it online and getting it delivered and they just like literally bring it to your front fucking door. It costs like 10 bucks for delivery. And it's like, why the fuck were we not doing this like three years ago? Not that we knew yeah. each other three years ago, but you know what I mean. It's like, if you have those fucking tasks that you hate, why would you do them? Especially, come on, we live in a Western world. I think there's this guilt associated, like, oh, I'm a lazy piece of shit if I don't do this stuff myself. It's like, fuck it, man. Like, life is too short to be wasting on the stuff that you don't actually enjoy. Like, my girlfriend hates vacuuming. I fucking love vacuuming. I don't know why. I just love it. I really fucking love it. So I do all the vacuuming. I fucking hate cooking. She likes cooking. So she does all the cooking. You can just outsource this shit or not do it yourself or find someone else who wants to do it. And life is like a million times easier. I love photoshopping pictures. Other people fucking hate that shit. So they pay me to do it. Cool. Great. Win-win. I get to do something I like. They get money. Absolutely. Yeah, I love I love photoshopping pictures and putting it in the Lightroom and shit and just fucking around with stuff and just like seeing how I can make the picture better. It's a, it's a lot of fun. You used to do that on Good Looking Loser a lot, I noticed. Like, people would, you'd be like, yo, bro, like, I'll Photoshop this for you and I'll fuck around with it. Lost Cause did that as well, too, like Senga. I don't think I did that. So, am I just inventing shit? I don't remember. Maybe I did, but, but I have a really I'm like memory. Joe fucking Biden here. <laughs> Alzheimer's. Hey, let's not make any Joe Biden jokes. He might be the fucking president of the US in a couple of days, yeah. right? I can't believe that, how much I watched of that shit the elections i'm embarrassed I, i'm <sighs> not even part of the country bro you don't live there <laughs> it's so entertaining see i try not to because i know myself and i know that i would get addicted to it and i'd get caught up in the drama and shit so i'm just like i'm not gonna tune into that shit i know myself i can't do yeah. that yeah 
Especially because yeah. it doesn't affect us. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's basically just mental masturbation at that point. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of masturbation, mm. how did you improve your sex life? Hey, look at that segue. So, like, starting from the very start. Go. Because I was I was a virgin up until I was 18. I lost my virginity to, like, pretty much a beached whale. And I was, like, this small shitty style acne faced like loser pretty much i played video games all day i was like convinced i was gonna like go prof- professional in uh starcraft 2 oh my god dude you would have been fighting against like the entire country of south korea yeah pretty much exactly and i would wouldn't have standed a chance so yeah eventually i moved to university and i had this friend who i'm no longer friends with he was all into good looking loser he eventually showed it to me and I thought it was like kind of like weird and bullshit. And I was like always weird with girls. I couldn't, I couldn't talk to them for the life of me. I was so awkward and nervous all the time. And, uh, eventually I just typed in the URL, made a profile and then, uh, started the AA program, improved my confidence, started improving my looks, started going to the gym. And in a nutshell, that's how I like, started uh getting laid because i looked better i felt more confident i was able to talk to girls and i put in the work and uh you know you just start applying all that stuff to dating and talking to girls and like getting on tinder and online dating and eventually the results start to show but but what made you sign up for the program why did you do it it sounds like you just kind of did it because it was there like why the fuck not i may as well just try this thing I don't know if there was ever like like one moment where I realized like I had to just a shitty sex life. I I remember this one time my buddy I was talking about this girl in my dorm and me and my buddy were sitting in there and he wasn't from the school. He just came and like he wanted to party and hit on girls. Like he was in that stage of his life where he just wanted to go and get laid. And I was talking about this girl and I was like, "Yeah, I think she likes me." And my buddy t- turned to me and he's like, "No, he doesn't. No, she doesn't." Like he he's just giving me like tough <laughs> tough love like he was just like no she doesn't she's not interested in you one bit no bro you're fucking ugly <laughs> yeah and he was just like no it's it's not gonna happen dude like just don't don't even try it and um he kept uh talking about good looking loser and he was like talking about all these guys that would just go to parties and be like aggressive with girls and touch them and like he was so he was so excited about it and eventually i i, I thought like you know what, maybe I'll like give it a try. Like try this fucking dating fucking website that I thought thought was like so weird at the time. Hmm. You know, eventually I signed up and joined the AA program. That was the start of it. That's fucking hilarious, dude. I swear the reason I asked that question is because I kind of fell into it. Like I found Good Looking Loser as well, pretty much accidentally through like prank videos and shit like that. And then I found like the Approach Anxiety program. And when I started, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this. I'm not going to finish this fucking program. I'm certainly not going to get laid, but like, whatever. I may as well do this like weird thing because what else am I supposed to do? Just sit here and be like depressed and be a loser. I kind of fell into it accidentally. Right. See, when I first started it, I started, and and my buddy, he he uh, he started getting me to uh, read the websites like Bold and Determined. I think that's what it's called. Victor Pride yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. website. And at the time for me, that was like gold. I started uh, reading... Mike Cernovich, Danger in Play. Yeah. And I just started to become like this hyper confident, like shithead. Like I was like fucking <laughs> far right wing, like dude. Me and, too, like, dude. Me too. Yeah. And and not to get into like politics or anything, but I just started to become like this hyper fucking right wing, like douchebag. Like, and, and, like <laughs> that kind of helped me. Like I was just so confident. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this program. There's other dudes getting laid. Like I can do it too. Let's just go out and fucking do this pro- approach anxiety program. And I'm going to do it. I would like text my dad and shit. And I'd be like, dad, I'm going to be on top of the fucking world in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a young man thing to say though, right? Like dad, yeah. I'm going to rule the word. And your dad's like, sure, son. That's great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> my dad's probably at work like slinging concrete and shit he's like what the fuck yeah he's like dad, can you just fuck off son i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> it's like good for you no son. dad you don't understand i'm gonna rule the world <laughs> yeah yeah that's the kind of shit i did yeah 
Um, but I feel like that's yeah. You Sorry. go. You go. No, you go. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Honestly, <laughs> it can't have been that important. That's what my mom always used to say when I'd forget, and I'd be like, "You fucking bitch! It was important." I never called my mom a bitch. <laughs> mom, I love you. Stop listening to my podcast. But I feel like that's completely normal, dude. Like going really far right when you first find this self improvement shit. As much yeah. as I sometimes I, I complain about the red pill and shit, but I say it all the time. It's like a stepping stone. I think the red pill is fucking maybe necessary for some people. It was for me. And yeah, I became this like right wing douchebag as well. I was like, all leftists are evil. <laughs> all, all hippies are bad. Everyone who's a social justice warrior is evil. Feminism is evil. Women are evil. Like I just went so fucking far right. I was like basically like Ku Klux Klan kind of right. And then I feel like you come back to normal, right? Like uh, I know, we won't get into politics and shit, but I'm going to guess you're exactly the same as me. In fact, I think I've even heard you say this. You're like, I don't fucking have a side. I just like, I give a shit about people and like some topics I believe this, other topics I believe that. You know, sometimes I'm in the middle, sometimes I'm on the right, sometimes I'm on the left. That's like pretty much me as well. I hate this concept of left first right. It's so weird to me. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a it's like an internet made up term that just people use. Yeah, to I know. Classify other people, and I like watching that shit from like time to time. It's like watching a TV show every once in a while, and just yeah. like learning about different sides, and you know, just taking it all in and. Not like remaining impartial. Like I don't classify myself as like some right wing dude or left wing or anything like that. I kind of just make my own decisions and go with it from there. It doesn't affect my life. So it's not, there's no reason to put that much thought into it. Yeah. I think it's so easy to get caught up in that shit and think that it matters, especially, okay. If we were in America right now, man, like everyone around us would just be screaming like, oh my God, this is the most important time to be alive. Like, you know, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. It's like, none of that shit matters, literally. If you're trying to get laid, just go out and talk to girls. You don't need to give a fuck who's in charge of the country. If you're trying to make money, just go out and make money. Like, it doesn't matter who's the president. If you're trying to improve your fitness, the gym doesn't change their membership based on who's the president. Like, none of the shit matters for your goals whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. If you're not like a if you're not like a political commentator or something or like you don't benefit from that shit like directly, you have a vote and that's all that matters. Like you can go and vote, that's your fucking say. You talking online to like your friends and shit about who's what the president did doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And you're not going to change anything. And I I find it funny cuz like the two president like every single time no matter who the president is nothing really changes that drastically. Like maybe a couple of laws change here, maybe you get some extra money over here, maybe you get a bit more welfare with this guy, maybe this guy taxes you a little more, but it's like that shit doesn't have to matter. Like if you get taxed a little more, just work a little harder. If this guy gives you free money, cool, like you got some free money that you're probably just going to waste anyway. None of this shit really matters that much unless one president does something fucking that shit crazy but that never happens because the fucking supreme court and all the other politicians won't let that happen it's not like one of them okay i'm gonna sound like a massive fucking hypocrite saying this entire statement because the place that i left melbourne victoria yeah the politician there did go literally completely fucking insane and installed like a dictator state so you just leave there's always options yeah it's best not to get caught up in this political shit because worst case scenario you fucking leave yeah there's always somewhere else to go Yep, always. It's really easy to yeah, do. Yeah, boy. Like, I don't think, unless you unless you have a fucking house and a whole entire family, like, what's stopping you? Yeah, but even if that shit's that, if shit gets that bad, sell the fucking house immediately and leave. There's always options. People get caught up and stuck, and they think that they can't change their circumstances. And I feel bad for people in that situation. That's probably the biggest thing that I get across to people who see me, like, for a first coaching call. I'll be like, you're not fucking stuck, dude. You have all these options. And they're like, wow, you mean that I can actually go and get laid? And you're like, yeah, just improve your Tinder. Go out and talk to girls. You have options. And they're like, wow, I thought that I was just always going to be like a mega turbo virgin for the rest of my life. And you're like, no, dude, just improve yourself. And that's what you did, right? Like improve yourself and then you get laid. And it feels so good to, to, to comment on like forums, like a looking loser and your site as well. And just like talk about this shit because no one in your life talks about this shit. Like you talk to your like, Oh man. Sometimes even like your best friend, like won't even understand what the fuck you're talking about. Like it just feels good to like get laid and go and like, it's, it's validation, but that's what like reinforces it and like helps you out and motivates you because this is like one of those stages of your life that you need to like get taken care of. Yeah, man. 
I mean, that, okay. So the main guy, one of the main guys who said, like, can you please start talking about, there's a couple, but one in particular, the main reason that he wanted to do that is because like no one in his life, apart from friends that he's made from good looking loser and shit, talks about this shit. And I feel like that's completely normal. All of us are like that. Like I was like that at the start. You, you can't go and hang out with your mates or the mates that you have at that point in time and be like, yo guys, I got laid because they'll be like jealous or they'll just, they won't care. You can't talk to your family about this shit. It feels nice to get that validation exactly like what you're saying. And it's a really big motivator. When you're in that moment where you're about to have sex with a girl or you're trying to make moves or you're, you're hitting on girls, whatever it is, you're super nervous. And one thing that always helped me was knowing like, if I do this, I get to go and literally brag to people who will care and pat me on the back and tell me I did a good <laughs> job and tell me to keep on pushing, right? Like that was so much motivation for me, dude. Yeah. Like knowing that I could brag. Sometimes that was like the only way that I was able to get over my nerves and my fears and shit. Just saying like, no, come on, you'll have a really good story at the end of this and everyone will pat you on the back and tell you like, good job, Andy. Like you're so fucking brave and strong and you know, your dick is wonderful and girls love you. <laughs> I feel like we need that. Yeah, exactly. It feels, it feels really good. Especially when you're like you're first starting out and people tell like I remember uh Hunk. You remember Hunk? I think that's yeah. what his name was. And they would like comment on my shit and I thought these dudes were like gods at the beginning and I was just like they were like, dude, you yeah, me like too. this this famous actor and shit and like I think you could do really, really well and I'm like, Holy fuck, this guy thinks I can do <laughs> well? Like I better not like fucking let him down. Yeah, man. The first time I ever had bad idea, bad comment on my like approach anxiety log, I was like, Oh my god. God himself came down from the heavens and touched me on the shoulder and said, keep it up. And I was like, wow, I didn't want to let him down. I was like, <laughs> I got to work twice as hard so that he maybe he gives me another comment. And like at some point, Chris featured me in one article, like when I'd gotten to the end of my when I beat my approach anxiety, Chris wrote an article saying like it was called something like my final thoughts on beating approach anxiety. And he listed like a couple of people's logs and he listed mine. And at that point, I was like, oh, my God, Chris noticed me. And it was such a like tiny thing. It's like he's put me in a fucking article. Cool. Congratulations. But that like, it's going to sound gay, but that was like a life changing moment for me. I was like, oh shit, like this is real. Like I'm actually worth acknowledging from this point onwards, I need to bust my ass. And I'm not going to, I don't know how to phrase this in a way that sounds humble. So whatever. I just won't say it in a humble way, whatever. Who gives a shit? I've had like so many coaching clients that, that like in the first call, they'll be like, dude, like I was really intimidated to talk to you. And like, I'm so glad that like I got to talk to you because it feels like you're giving me validation just by even having a coaching call with me, just by acknowledging my existence. And as dumb as that sounds, like that's kind of what you need at the start, right? Like you need some people who are like further along than you to say like, oh, you're doing a good job. Like, keep it up. Good job, man. You got this. I think that's why communities are so fucking important because you got people ahead of you that like want you to get to their level and want to pull you up as well. Yeah, I think it's 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 totally necessary. And uh, this can go for like any aspect of, of your life. If you're just going through something yeah. alone, you don't really know what you're doing. Like you could think you're making the right choice, but it could just be like the completely wrong decision. You could, uh, when you have people around you, you can actually ask them about it and talk about it. Otherwise it's kind of like a chicken with its, with its head cut off. Like you don't really know what you're doing. Like maybe you're making progress, but a night might not be as good of progress as you think. Maybe you think you're doing enough, but you're not like, that's why posting on like these forums where like some people think like they have like good pictures and then they post it online and they'll like respond to it or something and be like, dude, these are like totally garbage. Like you need to like actually put some <laughs> effort into this. <laughs> yeah, bro. You can't be taking like a fucking selfie in your bathroom. You look like shit. Yeah. But you don't know that shit until someone tells you. Exactly. Exactly. Like you could be a good looking dude, but you just like took like four photos around your house and, uh, you put them on Tinder. It reminds me of this dude. And I don't know why this would happen. And I kind of, I've always thought about it uh, like since then, but I had this friend and he was like this really, really trashy dude. I've known him since I was like eight or something. And uh, he had like the most God awful Tinder profile I've ever seen, like worse <laughs> than any I've ever seen on this platform. I don't know why, but the dude got matches. Like, I don't, I don't like, and the, my reasoning behind it was that, some girls like that sort of uh, like I work with my hands, like uh, just goes to work yeah. all day. Like my brother and like a few of my buddies are like, they're just manual labor. They'll be doing that for the rest of their lives. And they're like, okay with that. And that's fine. And I think some girls actually, and maybe this is just like from where I'm from because of like 
it's like a small, smaller town. And uh, some girls are like into that. I don't know what it is, but they're into it. Yeah, man. In Australia, we have a word for that. For anyone who works like a trade, they're called a tradie. It's like a tradesman. Um, my my brother, he's he's an electrician. And he he was friends with that guy. I was just talking about like the grimy, like yeah, yeah. dude. And they call themselves wire pulling fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I think I've heard tradie before. But that's might be because I've like hung out with Australians and uh, British people as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely know that term. Tradies are legitimately like a fucking fetish here, dude. Like girls literally in their Tinder bar. I'll, I'll take a screenshot and send it to you at some point. Girls have in their Tinder bar, like, I'm looking for tradies. Like, I want tradies. Tradies come to the front of the line. Like, you know, swipe right if you're a tradie. Girls love fucking tradies here. It's like a very big, like, fetish. And this is a city. I live in a city. In the country towns I've, that I've visited, that's even more apparent in their Tinder bar. It's just like half of them say, like, I want a fucking farmer or I want a tradie. Like, because I feel like that shit's more necessary outside of the city as well. Like, you need a man who's good with his hands, who can, like, fucking lift the tractor for you, build a house, plow your fucking fields. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm, like, the polar fucking opposite, like, work on my computer all day and shit. And yeah, me too. I dude. remember I, too. I got I got my last job, and it's, like, a marketing position, and I was, like, so stoked to put marketer in my fucking bio, and I'm, like, it didn't <laughs> help at all. <laughs> like... Probably chicks think this is boring as fuck, so I stopped even talking about it on dates and shit. Dude, I feel like 95% of the people that find, I don't know, like getting laid communities, if you want to call it that, I feel like 95% of us are nerds, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the guys who are cool are already getting laid. So, like, the most nerdy, like, engineers, shout-outs to all the engineers. How many computer programmers come on, like, Good Looking Loser or my forums? I swear to God, it's like... 90% 90% of people like yeah. the most nerdiest motherfuckers ever and they got a lot of potential they got a lot of yeah potential. yeah 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 if you're intelligent that's good too when you have like a like a, a steady income like I started this shit when I was when I was in school and had no money and fucking like 30 grand in debt like it's so it, it would have been so much I don't know actually like I had a lot of time on my hands so maybe that helped but uh, I guess like having like that eight hours after you're done work to like do anything you want and like to focus it entirely on getting laid and you have the money to like support that to go and like get nice clothes, afford a gym membership or buy a home gym, like all these things that you could do. It probably helps a lot. Yeah. That's like one thing I won't say I was jealous, but it's like one thing that I I definitely felt like I was missing is that I never had money and I took out like massive amounts of loans. I think I'm like $10,000 into debt during the first couple of years of my, like the first three years of my good looking loser shit, I was about $10,000 into debt. Cause like, I just had to borrow money and shit, like to pay for clothes, like all that kind of shit. I'm glad I did it, but fuck man, would have been so much less stress if I just had money. Yeah, but everyone I has would. weaknesses and flaws and shit. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I, uh, I spent, I, I almost wish I didn't spend like the two and a half years I went to school and spent all that money on just like, doing shit for myself like you know your university you could you could say is like something for myself but it really wasn't that beneficial i could get the same experience for like a couple thousand dollars uh spending like a year in fucking budapest or something you know like it would have been the same atmosphere of like partying and shit like that and i did start doing that stuff i still i did start doing that stuff like i went to to france for like three months, which was like one of my dream goals was like to go and travel overseas because my parents would never take me. Yeah. That's crazy that you say that, dude. I just did a podcast fucking yesterday about um, like mistakes that I had made in my twenties and advice I'd give myself as a younger man. And like the first thing I said was I wish I'd fucking invested more in myself and not gone to university and spent money on me, like self-improvement, self-development and traveling like going out and getting those experiences, leaving the house, all that kind of shit. I feel like that's kind of what you want to be doing when you're in your early 20s, especially like 18 to, I don't know, 25, especially 18 to 23, like getting out there. I know it's hard with COVID right now, but fuck, man, like I really wish I'd spent more money getting out and spent more money on myself and not worried so much about like saving money and shit like that. Because that's like the number one question that people ask me. Um, should I focus on career or should I focus on getting laid? 
And it's like, fuck, man, if you're in your early 20s, you got to focus on getting laid. Like, fuck the money stuff. You'll figure that out later. Like, this yeah. is the time to start living life, get experiences, make mistakes, meet women, learn how to be confident, improve your body, like set yourself up so that in your 30s, you can focus on your career and like crush it at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to share this as well. Um, the thing that I did when I went to France was I, I went on a website. I don't know if you know it. It's called workaway.info. And you can basically sign up to, to work with a family anywhere in the world. And I went to France and you basically like work for this family. It's really helpful if you have like some sort of trade because people are always looking for like construction people or like um, online website creators and if I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, I like, I would have been going out all the time trying to get laid with like French girls and shit. Um, but that's definitely like an option for like younger, younger kids. Cause you can work on your own business if you want, or you can, uh, you can try and get laid wherever you go. And you have a lot of time to spare because you only work like five hours a day and you get free room and board. That is cool as fuck. My sister did something very similar to that. She went to fucking Argentina and she stayed with her family. Um, and she like lived with them basically for a year and a half while she studied. And yeah, that shit's like cool as hell. That was like a life-changing experience for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned girlfriend. Let's talk yeah. about girlfriend. You got a girlfriend. Okay. I'm so mm -hmm. proud of you. Thank you. Cause, okay. Because I want to ask that story. Because like, you know, you transitioned. You came on to Good Looking Loser. You figured out how to get laid. You got laid. I'm assuming you got laid. Mm -hmm. at what point did you decide to get a girlfriend was that like a conscious decision because some guys like actively choose to settle down it's not the right word but you know what i mean like like have a proper fucking relationship other guys want to just keep it alive and have casual sex for ages like was it a a, a thought out decision or was it you kind of guys you guys kind of grew close or like how did that happen yeah so i decided to like move across the country and basically work on a uh a uh what's it called i i went single and i wanted to work on a startup business with one of my best friends who was the guy that i that introduced me to good looking loser originally and um i was trying to get laid in this place called whistler which is like uh an aussie town basically where people go there and party and ski all the time and there's only 10,000 people nice. and Australians for some reason don't like me I don't know what it was but uh and there wasn't a lot of girls there so eventually I moved to um Vancouver and I wanted to take it seriously this was a conscious decision on my point part to get the best logistics I already knew I had really good photos and it was just like the population that was killing me so I moved to Vancouver which has think just in the city has 600,000 people and I moved directly downtown. You could not find better logistics than this. And um, like, no, like literally you could not find better logistics. My door to my apartment was literally the door beside a bar that I would take girls and can't find any better logistics than that. And I told myself at the beginning of the year, I wanted to bang 20 girls and then I will have zero regrets after that. I'll be fine. I'll know how to get laid. And um, after I was doing that, I think I got 18 girls and then I got like one girl on like January 3rd or something. So I counted as like 19 for the year, whatever. And, um, yeah. after that point I was just like, all right, I'm done with it. Like, this is kind of like boring to me now. I want to focus on business. And, uh, at that point I wanted to get a girlfriend because, um, sometimes being signal single for myself just personally is like really daunting at times because, I'm always like nervous about like STDs and shit like that and getting some like random bitch pregnant or something like that. Like I know condoms and shit like that should be used, but I was, it was always in the back of my head and it was always like made me nervous. But once I was finished that uh, phase of my life, I was like, all right, it's time to uh, get a nice girl for myself that I can enjoy a relationship with, which is uh, a good thing for me, I think. And yeah, that was like kind of my, my phase. Man, there's like three things I want to say there. First of all, like moving in order to go like somewhere with good logistics in order to go all in. I did exactly the same thing. I wasn't having like great success. I was having some success, but not great success because where I was, was like, it was a really dodgy area of town. It wasn't in the city center. I got to a point where I was frustrated and I was like, what if I moved to like literally the city center? And there was one shopping mall or shopping center that I used to 
do like most of my approaches and shit. I did the whole, like most of the approach anxiety program there. And it just so happened that above this shopping center, like in the same fucking building, there's an apartment complex, like on top of the shopping center. And I was like, what if I moved there? And I did, I literally moved in there. So I would come downstairs. There was like a lift entrance that you could leave my apartment and go into the shopping center. Like I was joined onto the fucking shopping center that I, where I'd done most of my approaches. So I was like, okay, this is like, this is where it happens. This is where I like go all in. If I move here and it was really expensive, it was like crazy expensive. And I was like, if I move here, I have to make it work. And just like you were saying, there was like a bar across the road that I used to take girls to literally across the road. And you could see my apartment from this fucking bar. And man, like my results went up like 500 times. I was so goddamn glad I did that. And I feel like if anyone's listening and they're kind of like on the fence, they're like, should I go all in? It's like what you just said. I feel like for most guys, including myself, I've written articles on this and and podcasts and shit. I still have sex right now. My girlfriend and I have sex with girls together, but like it's slowed down like so much more than where it used to be. And it sounds like the same for you. I feel like getting laid is a phase. Mm -hmm. I feel like Chris even talked about that over a good looking loser. And I feel like the best way to live your life is to just like go all in with this girl shit, like absolutely crush it. Whatever your goals are, just make that shit happen. And then you'll figure out, like, maybe you want open relationships like I have. Maybe you want to settle down like fucking Tristan does. I think most guys want to settle down like you have, by the way. I think monogamy is, like, far more common and normal than, like, what I do. Right. But the point is you have to, like, crush this phase. You can't, like, sit on the fence and have a little bit of success. Like, having sex with one new girl every six months is not going to make you happy if you if you want to know that you can get laid. I feel like you have to really go all in, do something crazy like what you did, 20 in a year. That's fucking insane, by the way. It's like, what, one every fucking two weeks? Like, that's nuts. That's great. Almost, yeah. It's like you got to just go all in and kind of get a taste for it. And then, like you say, it stops becoming – it's still fun, but you get to a point where you're like, okay, like I'm ready to see what else is out there now. Now I can work on the business shit. I know that I can get laid. I know I'm not a loser. I know that women like me. I know I'm valuable. I know I deserve to be here. I know I'm a good member of society, whatever you want to phrase it. Now I can go out and crush my business goals and work on that shit. But if you half-ass it, which a lot of people do, man, like so many people come to me and they're like, can I work on my career and getting laid at the same time? And you're like, fuck no, no, pick one. And I would suggest picking the getting laid one, but pick one. You can't half-ass both those things because you'll just waste the next 10 years of your fucking life. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to go all in with whatever you want. And, yeah, man. Uh, that's that's probably the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was just uh, focusing on one area of your life at, all, at, at, at one time. And when I was in Vancouver doing the getting laid phase, I was like working construction at the time. I didn't give a fuck. I, I, would, I would work like 10 hours a day, bust my fucking ass at fucking bus home or metro home. There was like a bus and a metro, and then uh, I would go to the I would go and approach, and I should have done that more often. But I was, and I would I would go look for clothes and shit, and then I would hit the gym. And I was like, and then I would be hitting on Tinder. I'd be hitting on girls on Tinder literally almost all day. Like I'd go to the fucking bathroom at my construction job, sit in the fucking porter potty. And yeah, just, me like, too. Swipe on fucking girls. Yeah, I used to do that shit talk to them. I'd be like showing all the Filipinos and being like, yo, look who I just fucking matched <laughs> with. She wants to fucking see me tonight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a impactful fucking day. I would get like five hours of sleep because the bar was yeah. underneath my room so I couldn't sleep at night until like 1am. I'd wake up at 6 and fucking do it all over again. And then I'd be working at the bar at night at, at, on the weekends too. So it was a uh, it was it was packed full. My schedule was fucked was fucked at the time, and my rent was a lot. Like I'm pretty sure I was going into debt even more as I lived there. But it was all worth it. Yeah, yeah. I love I love this idea of like sacrifice. Like you're sacrificing your sleep. You were obviously sacrificing money. I went massively into debt. I moved to the city center where it was crazy expensive. I literally had to borrow money to live there, like borrow money from the bank and shit, and max out my credit card and shit. And maybe that's something I haven't talked about enough of, but going all in and being completely obsessed and doing like crazy shit, you have to make sacrifices if you want to get laid as much as we have. Like you really do have to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but you don't get to live a balanced life. Uh, I'd love for that to be the case. I wish you could live in moderation and shit, but if you want great things, 
for instance, with your YouTube channel, you already know this, but if you want like a million subscribers, you're going to have to fucking make sacrifices. I know that we'll talk about that in a bit. I know you're already doing fucking stupid pranks and shit that's embarrassing as hell. <laughs> that's the point, right? You got to fucking hustle no matter what it is that you're working on. If you want big results, you got to hustle. You can't be having, okay, maybe the sleep thing, you should be having sleep, but like sometimes you do have to sacrifice your sleep in order to get results. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your money. Sometimes you have to sacrifice friends. Like you can't go out with your friends six nights a week if you're trying to improve your sex life. You just don't have the time. You don't have the energy. If you're trying to improve your fitness, you have to give up those big carb meals. I'm sorry, but you can't eat McDonald's every day. You have to eat correctly. You have to spend time in the gym. You have to sleep better. You have to work on that shit. Big dreams require sacrifices. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and and you can think of it like this way is like, if you're not doing the right things and like, you're trying to get like laid all the time and you're not going all in, there's some other dude that just wants to go all in and he wants to fucking go ham or he's already like gifted with fucking like, and, and this is like a weird thing to get into, but like some dudes are like gifted in this kind of like area of their life, just the same way that some dude is gifted at playing piano. Like some dudes are gifted in certain terms of like the looks department and confidence department. And you have to work extra hard to like get your fair share of like fucking pussy. You know, man, I didn't even think of that. Okay. That, and that's, it's stupid that I didn't think of this, but whatever. Cause someone sent me a video, a friend of mine sent me a video series on basically on marketing and shit like that. And mm-hmm. one of the main points that they made early on in one of the first videos in this course, they said, like, you think that you're just making, you're marketing your product and you think you're just marketing your product in a vacuum, like just to your consumers or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. You're competing against everyone else who is marketing. Like you have to start seeing this as a competition. And so you have to be willing to beat the competition. You have to work harder, smarter, work longer. You have to be willing to make more sacrifices. I'd never put the dots together and thought about getting laid in the same way, but you're right, it is. If you want to get laid a ton, there's like 10 guys out there who are willing to work as hard as I do or did, as hard as you do or did, they're willing to fucking sacrifice their sleep. I, like in my case, I was willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on Tinder, on Boost, on Superlikes, on all that shit. And people say to me like, oh, but like, I don't want to spend money. And it's like, well, sorry, fuckhead. I was willing to spend that money. That's why I beat you. That's why I'm here. Try not to be yeah. arrogant about this, but that's why I'm sitting here <laughs> coaching you. That's why you're paying me money. That's why in your mind, I don't think I'm better than you, but in their mind, they think that they're, I'm better. Than, that's why they're coming to me, right? Like I'm at least in the position of an expert. And so right. because I was willing to make those fucking sacrifices because you were, and you're right, man, if you don't make the sacrifices, someone else will. And that person will beat you without even trying because they're spending 10 hours a day on this shit and you're afraid to go all in. So you only spend two hours. I'm sorry, but you're just going to achieve more in 10 hours than you will in two hours. Or I'm willing to go outside and talk to girls and look like an idiot and embarrass myself and humiliate myself while you're sitting there thinking, oh, but what if somebody sees me? What if she rejects me? What if like, you know, like I was willing to hurt myself and do that shit and embarrass myself and humiliate myself. If you're not, That's fine. Like, I I can't make you do that, but you are going to lose to the person who is willing to do that. And you're right. There are a lot of people out there who are willing to do that. Or Mm -hmm. as you put it, there's a lot of naturals too that don't have to do this shit. So you have to work 50 times harder to, to even compete with them, let alone beat them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good shit, I think you, you, you touched on one thing there too, as well as, uh, people are always going to be afraid and people are always going to like judge you. But if you're, if, Mm. if you and your head are focused enough, you're not going to let any of that get in the way of what you're doing. Like only a pussy is just going to be like, Oh no, someone's going to look at me. Oh, if I post this video or if I start this business, people are going to see how little I'm doing or like how, where my progress is at. It's like, well, what's the former? Like, you're just going to like sit at home and do nothing. Like it's just so that people don't yeah. see you. It's like, fuck, like that's why on my motto is like something is better than nothing. So like as long as, yes. long as you're fucking trying and you're fucking doing it, like that's all that matters. And you shouldn't give a fuck what other people are thinking. Like they're the losers that are just like commenting on what you're doing and they're not doing anything about their lives. Yeah, man. And that's why my motto is basically the same as yours. Give yourself permission to suck. Stop sitting there thinking you have to do yeah. a perfect job. Just do something. You do a shitty job. You suck at it. But like exactly like what you just said, something is better than nothing. Something shit is better than nothing because nothing is 
fucking you failed by default. You haven't even tried. You've literally quit. Yeah, exactly. I always had that that kind of like fear in the back of my head. And it, and it does go away. Like you're going to have that fear. Like when I was approaching girls and shit, I was always scared that like people were going to look at me. I couldn't do it in like crowded places. And uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's normal, but it, you get over it. You kind of like learn to deal with that. And you kind of just realize like, I have to do this if I want to achieve my goals. So I'm going to do it no matter what. And I think let's be clear. Let's like define what we're talking about here. Before you said like, you can't let fear stop you and you can't let like insecurity and worrying about what people will think and all that stop you. Let's be clear. That shit does like knock you back a little bit. It is like sometimes you run into a brick wall of fear. Like you go to do it and you just can't because like you're terrified or sometimes you'll sit there for like five hours overthinking something, stressing about something. You do it with your YouTube. I know you do. I do it with my fucking podcast. I do it with getting late. I do it with everything. You, you, this shit definitely comes up. And we're not saying like, oh, you're a pussy if you ever feel fear. Of course not, for fuck's sakes. I've had times where I feel so much fear that I literally like go home and I can't do any more that day. I just have to like lie in bed and go like, I can't fucking do any more today. That's fine. That's normal. That's like part of the process. You're only a pussy if you quit entirely. Like if you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day and you go, I'm not going to try today either. And then you wake up the next day, same thing. I'm not going to try today. If you just keep, if you do that, let's say, I don't know, seven days in a row, you're fucking pussy at that point because you've had plenty yeah. of opportunities. So we're not saying you won't feel fear. We're just saying you have to feel that. And then maybe it takes you a day or two to work up the courage to keep working on it. Maybe it takes you a week. I don't know. Sometimes it takes dudes like a month. They would just go away for a month and they're just like fucking depressed for a month. Sometimes fucking three months. As long as you get back on the horse eventually and get at it and go after it, like, congratulations, you're a winner. We're not saying you won't feel fear. We're not saying you're a pussy if you quit for one day. That's not quitting. Mm -hmm. Quitting is like giving up entirely and just never trying and saying like, yeah, nah, I can't get laid. Or nah, Tristan's like a big muscle man, so that's why he got laid. I'm not muscular, so I can't do what he did. Or Andy's like tall and white, so I can't be tall and white, so I'm not going to try. Like, that that's being a pussy. Like, quitting entirely is being a pussy. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. <laughs> so I, I guess one question I have. You're with your girl now. How long have you guys been together? A uh, year and a half. Oh, look at this young love. <laughs> <sighs> hey, I'm mocking. I've been with Imogen for two years. So, But, okay, so did you, when you first started getting laid, like when you first started all this shit, did you think that at some point you would settle down or were you kind of just not thinking about it? Um. When I say settle down, I mean like have a proper relationship as opposed to just only having casual sex. Well, when I first started this, like, um, I'm not sure to be honest. Like, I think, I think I did know that I would eventually, but I, it was so far gone in my head that I would, I just didn't really think about it. I knew in the back of my head that eventually by the time I was like 30, I was going to get married or like, um, within yeah. a few years, maybe even I would, I would, uh get in a relationship but um no like i didn't think about it too much it was kind of, it wasn't really what i was worried about it was kind of just you know get laid and that was it because <laughs> the reason i ask is for me personally i always had this notion of like i'm never gonna have a girlfriend ever again like i'm just gonna have casual sex for the rest of my life and then you know, three years in, it's like, fuck, I really wish I had a girlfriend. Hey, like, I really am just pining for that, like, romantic shit. And I tried to kill that part of myself. I was like, no, you're just being a fucking beta male. Like, only beta males like to get in relationships. Like, what a pussy. Why would you do that when you can have casual sex? The thing you find is after you've had, like, your fill of casual sex, it feels weird not to want any more. You know what I mean? It's like, well, am I only allowed sex and I can't have any intimacy? I can't have affection. I can't like go on a road trip with any girls. Like it feels like you're cutting off. It's like you're only getting 10%. Or, okay. You're only getting like 30% of what you could be getting. And then if you just give yourself permission at some point, like I had to do, I was like, okay, I'm not a pussy. It sounds dumb to say it, but this is how I thought. Thanks to the red pill and, you know, such like that. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm not a pussy if I want to go on road trips with a girl. I'm not a pussy if I want to fucking cuddle after sex. I'm not a pussy if I want to hold hands and shit in public. And once I accepted that, it's like, okay, like I'm ready to, like I had a couple of mini relationships and shit. I tried. Eventually I found Imogen. 
we we took it slow. It was like probably six months in before we said like, okay, like, do you want to actually call this a relationship? And yeah, it was like a hard process for me, man. Cause you know, I, I guess I have unique circumstances cause I went through such shitty, like horrible, abusive relationships for like nine years. So I was convinced like relationships are evil and they're bad. And, but I think a lot of guys have this notion. They see guys like you, like me, like Chris, and they think like, why would you ever get a girlfriend? Like, especially a monogamous one. They're like, why would you do that? You could be like out there having mad sex. Like you in particular, you Tristan, you're like a big fucking buff, handsome dude. And a lot of guys think like, why is he not out there getting mad pussy? And it's like, because he already did that. You're missing the point. That's like, it's like if you had vanilla ice cream 50 days in a row, you don't want vanilla ice cream the 51st day. Whereas if you've never had ice cream, you're like, man, I could just eat vanilla ice cream every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, I see what you mean. And, um, you know, it's being single and just like getting like the validation was like the main thing for me uh, that I yeah. like strive for, like when I was in that, like getting laid phase. And sometimes like the actual sex part was like so bad that like it kind of like <laughs> off a bit. Like I remember yeah. like you would you would meet this girl. And she was like the hottest you've ever been with. And you have like a really sick date with her and you have a really sick second date. And like, you still can't like close or get back to her place or something. And you're like asking your buddies for like advice and shit on like what to say to her and how I should go about it. And then eventually you get her into bed and the, like the fucking lights are turned off. It's only in missionary and it just fucking sucks. And you're just like, well, at least she was hot. Oh, oh, oh. What I found is sometimes I would have like amazing sex, but then afterwards, like her personality was just like so bad. Like we just didn't click, right? Yeah. And so you have this awkward, like, well, how long do I wait before I kick her out? I really don't want her in my apartment. She's not cool. Every time I try and start a conversation, it's just an awkward answer. Or, you know, I had some girls that would just start talking politics immediately. They'd start talking about Trump or something. And I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about like, why are you bringing this up? And you try and change the subject and they just keep bringing it up. And you're like, I don't want to talk about this. Point is like bad personality. Yeah. And it's funny, like the more you get it, the more results you get, the more you start having success and getting that validation and shit, you start looking for other stuff. It's like your, your, what am I trying to say? It's like you start having like, a checklist of things that you require in a girl that you want to sleep with. Like at the start, if you're a newbie, if you're a newbie listening to this or you don't have a lot of experience, all you should really care about is do I want to put my penis in her? That's probably all you need to focus on. Yeah. Like, can I get it up? Am I attracted to her? Does she want to have sex with me? That's it. Once you do that, like 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 times, like, you know, okay, let's say once you've done that like 15 times, at that point you start thinking like, yeah, but I already know that I can put my dick in women. Like that that doesn't take me that much effort. I just have to talk to a bunch of girls. At this point, I want a girl who lets me do that, but she's also cool. Or I want a girl who's into fitness, like in your case. I want fit girls. Or I don't know, I want a girl who fucking lacks art because I'm also into art and that would be cool. You start like increasing your requirements for people that you sleep with. And eventually you get to a point where you're like, it's almost like the requirements are more important than the sex. At this point, the girls, like the new girls that Imogen and I date together, the first requirement is that they have a decent personality. We actually don't give a shit if they're good at sex or not because we can teach them that. Like we can practice, we can teach. We care, uh, is this chick cool? Is she like chill to be around? Does she like both of us? Is she friendly? Like is is she someone that we'd want to like grab a bit? Like we go on like three hour dates now and like, it's not an interview, but you get what I mean. It's like you start looking for more than just like casual sex stuff. And so I feel like it's inevitable that at some point, whether it's open relationships like I'm doing or like monogamy like you're doing and like most guys do, I feel like it's inevitable that at some point you start getting like fussy isn't the right word, but you you do just start moving towards like relationships. Like it's kind of natural because like casual sex is so fucking easy. I feel like it's the same thing that girls go through, dude. Like most girls don't just look for casual sex because they can get that anytime they want. They want other qualities. They want to know that like, yeah, this might turn into a relationship at some point. That's what I'm looking for. And once you get your sex life handled, you basically turn into a girl like that, right? You're like, is this someone that I would want to have sex with like multiple times? If not, I'm not even going to go on a date with her because I could have sex anytime I want. That doesn't satisfy me. That's boring. That's like dumb. Yeah. And then, and then once you get into a relationship, you realize like all the benefits, like for me, 
getting into a relationship was so much more um, like fulfilling to me because I always like, um, cause I have like, I have like mental health issues like now, not like now, but like I've always like gone through them and having someone like have your back at all times and like always is there to talk to you and like come over when you need them. Like you can't do that in like casual sex or it's like, it's not as fulfilling. It's not as like helpful. So having someone like that is, is super helpful and always having someone like, you don't even have to worry about really like your sex life. Like obviously you have to worry about your relationship. They have needs too. And um, I don't know, that's someone that you can go and like, like, like you said, actually like do shit and cuddle with and go on drives with is like something that I look forward to. And it's not just the sex part. The sex part is such a small part of a, a relationship. Even like if you have like a fuck buddy, like if, if you have like that rotation of like a, a like casual relationship, you still want that person to be like cool. You don't want them to be like a shit yeah. person that's like not easy to talk to. And they, they are a shitty person. Like I've had my fair share of those girls that are weird and awkward to talk to and you don't even really want to be around them other than that i mean it sounds shitty but like the only reason you're there is to have sex at that time yeah and that's fun at the start like that's great that's what you should be chasing at the start but like after you've done that a couple of times yeah it starts feeling really weird just only using someone for sex you start feeling almost like empty from it like at the start that gives you so much validation again if you're a newbie like go for that shit of course like you want to get some experience and shit but once you have that man that shit is not fulfilling and another thing i want to add in you're talking about like the benefits of relationships and shit and again we're not saying we're not sitting here saying like oh you should be in a relationship or you know like we're not no. telling you what to do we're just talking about our experiences with relationships uh, one benefit i've found is if that person is is as competitive as you or as into self-improvement as you, or even just into fitness as you, like I know your girl is a great example. Um, it's like you now have a fucking partner. It's like you have a, a wingman sort of thing. You have like a gym buddy. You have like someone who's also working on their own business, or you have someone who wants to be better every single day. Someone who like looks to their future and says, in 10 years, I want to be like 50 times better than I am right now. That's massively fucking motivating. If you wake up every day and the person next to you is like, yo, let's crush it today. Let's like make today awesome. Let's have a great day today. If you're having a bad day, that person can push you and like pull you up and be like, come on, you got this, baby. I believe in you. Like, let's go. If they're having a bad day, you do the same for them. If you're both having a good day, holy shit, that's when shit like really gets done. And one friend of mine, he'll probably know who he is listening to this. He was like on the fence. He had a chance to get into a serious relationship with a girl and he wasn't sure. He was like, all of my friends are currently having like mad casual sex, but I feel like I've had my fair share of that. But I can't help but be jealous of them going out every day, every week and having sex with a new girl and all that kind of stuff. And he said, I'm not sure if I should like keep doing the casual sex stuff like they are, or if I should focus on this one girl who kind of wants to go exclusive and, you know, like bunk down with her, like live with her for a while and see how that works. And he and I talked through it and eventually he decided, you know what? I'm going to go all in with this girl. I'm going to use her and she's going to use me. She's starting a business. I'm working on my business. We're going to fucking crush it. We're going to live together. We're going to like push each other every single day. And I said to him, if you're going to do this, do it properly. Like literally write a contract or something with each other. You don't have to be this fucking nerdy about it. Right. But I said like, write a contract about it, write a contract saying that you will both push each other for like at least a year or something like a contract for a year saying no matter what every day we have to work on our goals if we're going to do this and live together and make this relationship work we have to go all in on this and bless his fucking heart bro he wrote a contract and she signed it and like they, That's awesome. <laughs> they decided yeah man like that made me so happy when he he when he showed me that, I was like, oh man, that's so fucking cool. But like, that's a massive benefit of relationships. Hey, like if you're at that stage where you're thinking about going all in with a girl, you know, you've had your first share of casual sex. And again, I wouldn't recommend you do this if you haven't, like if you're a newbie, don't get in a relationship with like the second girl that you meet, like don't move in with the second girl you meet or something, get some experience yeah. first. But if you are experienced, like, man, there's so many benefits from relationships. I think like you said, even just the emotional support as well, man, like Every weekend, my girlfriend and I go on a road trip and we do this like check-in thing. We ask each other like, you know, 20 different questions. Like, how's your week going? How are your goals going? What are you going to do next week? Is there anything you struggled with this week? You know, 
have you been depressed about anything? Like we ask a bunch of questions like that. And like doing that every week is so fucking, oh man. It's like, I, I don't know how I ever survived without that shit. Like just knowing that the other person gives a shit about you and wants you to be successful as much as you want them to be successful. It's like, you literally have at that point, like a life partner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, um, when I did my like uh, elevator prank, when you saw like a clip of it and I had like a clip of it on my Instagram, like kind of just a preview and like a sneak peek of it. Um, I did it the very first time and I had to have my sister come and help me with it. And it wasn't even to film. It was just because I wanted her there. And it just gave it gives me like that confidence. And then the second time, because the first time the audio didn't work, um, the second time I just like texted my girlfriend and I was like, Hey, can you come and just like stand outside the elevator for me to do this prank so that I can just like have someone there and like support me? Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's not even like it's, it's, it's a weird, like arbitrary thing, but it was, it was just nice that like you could just text her and just be like, yo, come over. Like, let's do this thing. I need your help. Like, and she was right there for me. And another thing I wanted to mention, cause it, it, it brought it up for me is like, um, when you're talking about like newbies that are just getting into this and they get into relationships, like you learn so much about women and about yourself before getting in a relationship. When you go and have casual sex and get that area of your life sorted out, like there's Mm -hmm. so much shit I didn't like know before getting in a relationship or like before starting this, like getting laid phases phase. So it's like, what, like you have so many different insecurities and things like that when you first, yeah. And you work through so much of that shit when you just like go ham with this stuff and just like figure out what your like main goals are and just like going after it. You figure out so much shit about yourself and you'll start seeing these problems in other people's relationships because like dudes get jealous, they get insecure, they don't know how to deal with the their girlfriend because they don't have any like practice with it. They don't they don't know about like how other people like um like function. Like you need to figure that shit out and then it's like it paves the way into like a healthier relationship because you got that shit out of your out of your way and out of your system yeah i say this all the time i feel like two years of of self-development and working on getting laid like if you go all in with it two years is like 20 years of counseling crammed into two years like you yeah you, so much shit comes out man like like you said all your insecurities all your fears all of these doubts, all of these like horrible negative thoughts, like I'm a fucking loser. No one would like me. Girls are going to hate me. Girls are much cooler than me. Like, why can't I get laid? All that shit just comes to the surface. You have to deal with that shit. And a lot of guys quit at that point. But if you can just push past that, holy shit, like the rest of your life is set up. I'm not saying you'd be perfect. Like I still have doubts and insecurities all the fucking time, but it's like, you know, you can deal with them now because like you've dealt with them before you have experience dealing with that shit now. And, like, you're going to go through so many, like, different fucking roadblocks of, like, people rejecting you, getting yeah. flaked, like, four times in a row. Like, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't buy that kind of, like, experience in life. It's just, like, getting rejected and, like, feeling something shitty but getting through it and still continuing on your goals. Like, that's a major step in your life and your self-improvement is just, like, figuring out that you fucked up, that you did something shitty, and then improving it after like that's that's a major goal in any part of your life is to be able to just take criticism and move forward with it with it and correct it yeah if you can get rejected like ten thousand times or whatever and still be okay i'm not saying it doesn't hurt of course it does but if you can get rejected ten thousand times and still be alive like you literally just have to survive it if you're standing there at the end of all of that there's nothing that life can throw at you at that point because you're like Man, life just punched me in the face 10,000 times. I can handle anything. At that point, it's like I can go start a business. I don't care if it fails 20 times. I can cold email like 500 potential employers and 499 of them reject me and one says yes. Cool. I, I don't care that the 499 ignored me. Like you can just absolutely tackle anything in life at that point. Yeah. And that's like... uh I remember uh, more plates, more dates, more formally known as like DC seven on uh, uh, look good looking losers. Like he talked about like approach anxiety. It's being like, that's like a major, like you improve so much on like business skills and just like presentation skills by like doing 
the approach anxiety program and just going and approaching girls, like your confidence increases, your speaking skills increase, listening skills, all these things like start to improve and it bleeds into every other aspect of your life. And it's extremely helpful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's like counseling and self-improvement, 10 years of it wrapped up into two years. I do want to ask you one question about relationships. Um, like all the stuff that we're talking about, it's great that you have someone there who gives a shit about you. Sometimes you're having a shitty moment and you can reach out to them and be like, yo, I, I, I kind of need you right now. Can you, can you help me out? One, one thought, I haven't had this thought for fucking like three years at this point, but I used to always have this thought from the red pill that that was like beta and being vulnerable with girls is like beta and she's eventually going to leave you for an alpha male. What would your answer be to that kind of criticism? Like to someone saying like, oh, Tristan, dude, you're such a pussy if you have to text your girlfriend and ask her to come stand outside the elevator. Like what's your response to that? I just think, and this sounds like kind of cliche, uh, but you haven't realized how in love you can be until it actually like happens to you. Like, and it sounds so like gay and like cliche, but like, um, <laughs> I remember, and I, I only like recently realized this with my girlfriend is that like, I, I think I'll be with her for like the rest of my life. That, that's, that's like something that's already like ingrained in my mind. Like I don't see myself being with anybody else. And that's because mm -hmm. of how much we love each other. And I remember mm -hmm. one guy, he sent to me, said to me, he's like, you know, this is like, I think his exact words, but like he, you know, that like if some like millionaire dude, came up to your girlfriend and just tried to swoop her, she would leave you. And I'm like, nope, that wouldn't happen. And it's just like, yeah, the, the loyalty is so there. And I know that she isn't superficial and materialistic and that's why I love her. And, uh, that just, that just wouldn't happen the same way. If like some like old fucking decrepit bitch came up to me and she was just like, Hey, I'll give you like a hundred thousand dollars a month to sleep with me and like be with me all the time. I would say, no, like, I don't want that. Like, that's not, like money isn't everything to me success and just like love and relationship and all those things are what I want in life. And it's like these guys on the red pill and shit, they just like, they haven't been in a relationship that just leaves them so fucking vulnerable that they don't even know what they're talking about. They're so out yeah. there in, in the, in the world, like they so out of touch with reality that they actually think this shit and believe this shit. It's absolutely fucking insane. And they just like, there's just these sad, pathetic dudes that, uh, like they've just never felt love in their life and it's sad, honestly, but that's the real. Yeah. And I, I won't say they're all like that. There's some like decent dudes on there, but yeah, yeah, yeah for the for most sure. part, for the most part, a lot of them are like that. And cause here's the key point that they miss. It's like, they don't understand what a self-fulfilling prophecy is. It's like, they're too fucking stupid to know what that is. If you sit there and think that every woman is going to leave you if a millionaire comes along, right? If you sit there and think that, oh, this girl isn't loyal, she's just going to leave me at the drop of a hat, then guess what? You are always going to be closed off. You are never actually going to go all in with the relationship. And we spent half this fucking podcast talking about how important it is to go all in. You can't go all in if you think that the person that you're with is going to leave you at some point. You will always hold back. And more importantly, you will give off the vibes of like, I don't trust you. I think you're just a disloyal hoe. She's not stupid. For fuck's sakes, people aren't stupid. They can pick up on those fucking vibes. She will always get this sense of like, he doesn't trust me or he won't give himself to me or he's holding back. And guess what she will think of that? She will think that means he doesn't really like me. Because if you liked her, you would go all in. So she's there sitting, she's sitting there thinking like, this motherfucker doesn't actually like me. I'm not that special to him. I'm not that important. He won't commit and go all in. He doesn't actually really want me around. And then guess what? The first opportunity she has to leave, she'll probably take it. Because why wouldn't she? Because you haven't gone all in. She doesn't think you want her for fuck's sakes. It's like these idiots. Man, I won't go on too much of a rant, but like they literally don't understand the concept of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, if you flip that and you go all in exactly like what you just said before, it's like, you know, your girl's not going to fucking leave you because like, why the fuck would she? Because you've, yeah. you, I'm assuming you guys have probably talked about that shit. I certainly have with Imogen. We've talked about that shit like 5 million times. Like there's a 0% chance that Imogen leaves me. And now the red pill would be like, oh, bro, you're such a cock. And it's like, no, sorry, motherfucker. I'm just correct. Like I'm just 
so steadfast and stubborn that there is no way in hell that I would ever, I won't say I won't let that happen, but it's like, I've gone all in and I've given her everything she needs and she's given me everything I need. So you know, that's not an option because it's like, I make damn sure that's not an option. I'm someone who's very like stubborn. I always get what I want. And at the point where I decided like, no, we're going to go all in on this. It's like, you just kind of give her that vibe. It's like, I know that you're giving to your girlfriend. You're like, no, babe, like we're hundred percent all in. Like I'm all in on this. And then she's like, okay, well then why would I go to someone else? Cause no one else is going to give me hundred percent all in. Why the fuck would I go to someone else who hasn't even like a millionaire comes along and your girl's going to be like, yeah, but Tristan's gone hundred percent all in this guy. Like, I don't even fucking know him. What's he like 1% all in with me? Like that's not an appealing option. So it's the yeah. fact that red pill people hold back. That's what's making girls leave. And I feel kind of bad for them because they'll never see that. Like yeah. they are the reason that girls are not loyal. Them mm-hmm. saying girls are not loyal is why girls aren't loyal. Yeah. And I think for like newbies and stuff and people that are kind of like coming from that community, you need to have like the opposite mindset. You need to like be giving yourself like pats on the back and just tell yourself like, yeah, I'm going to get into a relationship that's good for me. And that's someone that's not going to leave me. Yep. My mom always like talks about this shit and she has like a weird, like kind of like existential <laughs> way of talking about it where she's like, if you put it into the universe, the universe yep. will give it back. Yep. And it's just like, it doesn't work like that, but the the idea behind what she's saying is true. Like if you, if you say that you're never, that a chick is going to leave you, then yeah, she's going to leave you because you've instilled that thought in your mind and it's going to bleed into, bleed into how you behave and they're going to pick up on that. Yep. And they're going to not like that. So you need to be putting, and there was another guy on this forum. I forget. He had like, I, I don't know. He had like some username that was like, I, I look like shit. I'm just like, you gotta gotta switch your fucking username to be like something positive because you keep having that mindset and you're going to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I look like shit. You got to look in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm a fucking boss ass G like, I'm going to get laid. I'm going to fucking get ripped. Like you need to have these thoughts in your mind. And that was like part of like my Uber confidence when I was younger as a kid. I, I have that, I had that more then than I do now. And I wish I could have still, and maybe that's something I need to work on, but I used to have that like uber confidence. I was like, yo dad, I'm going to be fucking successful as fuck. Like I was saying that shit and that's good for you. You need to have yourself give you those pep talks and give yourself the confidence to go and do whatever you want to do. You need to give yourself permission to like, just be happy for yourself and like give yourself a pat on the back and look into the future and be like, yo, I'm going to do great. And uh, nothing's going to get in my way. Yeah, man. I feel like we should end with that. Right on. All right. Yeah, there's this like knob on my on my mic that I never actually figured out which way it turns it up and turns it down. But I should probably figure that out. Wait, you're talking about gain? The one on the back? Yeah. Oh no, it says vol it's a- it says volume. It says volume. No no no, not that one. That's the one for your headphones. On the back there's one that says gain. I turn oh, it right. like as low as it'll go, like all the way to the left. Okay. Now it's to the left. Oh, shit. That's better. That's perfect. Is that perfect? Yeah. Whatever you just did there is perfect. Awesome. See, this is like a fucking useful podcast, bro. Like, yeah, I'm we're learning so much. Walls. Yeah. What about, what about pattern? What about pattern? What does that do? Oh, no. Don't fuck. Fi-